0: It won't work, I can tell. We're going to be having, uh, having a large supper today, and I want to just spend a little time talking about that. The Bible tells us to do this in remembrance of Him, and I want to just talk about that a little bit. I've been, uh, I've read through a couple of books, I'm driving back and forth to Cape, boy I'm so glad it's Sunday, because by Sunday I start feeling like a person again. I've been driving back, and forth. 20, I've had 27 treatments, now I've got 16 to go, so keep me in prayer to finish this. But anyway, so I've been able to do audible books. And I just finished one called Life After Death by Mary Neal, Dr. Mary Neal. You want to read a good book, it's good. But she, she talked the, the book talks about her dying just in one chapter. But she spends most of the books just talking about, when it's all said and done, folks, it's about relationship. It's about knowing your Savior. And in remembering what he did is part of that knowing. But she made a statement. She said prior to her death, she was a cultural Christian. And I'd never heard that before. And then the person who was interviewing her said, well, what do you mean by that? Well, I went to church on Sundays, but I lived like I wanted to live, didn't even think about God the rest of the week. And so many, and she even commented, and so many of American Christians are that way. Folks, he should be on your mind 24-7 in everything you do. She was an avid kayaker, and the path that they were assigned to take uh, must have been pretty wicked. She had to go a different direction and dropped off a waterfall that was like 20-some feet straight down and her kayak stuck with her under it with the pressure of the water holding her in. And she literally stepped out of her body like it seems like everybody does and watched herself drown and die. But she said, there was no transfer. It was just, my life was awesome, but now it was more awesome. That was her expression. But then she realized, I can't be a casual Christian anymore. I can't be that, that cultural Christian. Well, that's what part of this is about. We have got to, when we do this, we have got to to do this really recognizing what he's done for you and I. It's an amazing thing, really, when you really get to thinking about, folks, we're a mess. (laughs) But we're really not. When we start living who we really are. And she said, that's the thing, and I'll be talking about this book a lot because it so impressed me. She said that's the thing she found when she got to heaven, that all the backstories of all of us, all of our past, a lot of us know each other's past. So that tends to cause us to judge them according to their past. Things that we've heard, that's why gossip is so wrong. Because you're adjusting what people think about other people. Where she said in heaven, you knew no backstory, You just felt love. Could you imagine walking in an arena of just love? Well, that's how Christ, that's how God loves you. With absolutely, because the Bible says that because he died for all your sins, God is looking at you perfect. Think about it. Anything, and everybody here could think back of something you shouldn't have said or shouldn't have done in your life. We're all all guilty of doing these things. But when God looks at us, and that's what this is about. When God looks at us, he only sees a perfect child. His perfect child. And to think that as small as we are on this universe, that every one of you, he thinks that way about. Everybody that's listening on the internet, that's what he thinks about. He just sees a perfect stand, a perfect Monica. I could go around the room. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't we want to recognize and, and see that? I want, to, I want to read. Bear with me in my dyslexia reading. Thank you for that, John. And I am. The crazy part about being 37 is last year when I was 27, that was 10 years ago in one year. But this year, I do feel 10 years older. I don't know what's going on but I'm, I'm going to make it. But I want to read from 12 on. You all know the story here. Now, on the first day of unleavened bread, when they killed the Passover lamb, his disciples said to him, where do you want us to go to pre- and prepare that you may eat the Passover? Now, some are, some are saying, what in the world is the Passover? Okay, that, that's a Jewish celebration. That's a Jewish celebration that when they were in bondage and in slavery, the last plague, there was all kinds of plagues that was sent to the to the world really, they were protected in all the way. And the last one was they had to put blood over the doorpost. And during that they had to have a special supper, dinner, in their house. And that was the Passover meal. So they celebrate from that point on when they were delivered from, from the, the bondage of slavery. They celebrated that. And that is what really happened to us when Christ died for us. So what we're going to be what we're going to be celebrating, what we're going to be... Uh, and, and not not in mourning and not in, 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 oh my, oh my, no. There's joy in this. And we've got to recognize what took place and, and what's taking place here. Jesus is ready to have a final meal with his disciples before he goes to the cross for us. And it goes on, it says, if I can get my glasses back on, and he sent out two of his disciples and said to them, go into the city and a man will... A man will meet you carrying a pitcher of water. Follow him. Now, could you imagine that? Uh, Dr. Craig, if you miss Wednesday night, this last Wednesday, we have a good time here Wednesday. And Doc sat up here at a table, and he talked about having table talk. And he walked through different areas in the Bible where you talked about, they, what, did they, what did they talk about? I mean, what do you talk about at your supper table? Well, they're, they're going to be sitting at the table... And then Jesus is going to be telling them, one of you is going to (laughs) cause me to to die. And this is what's going to happen. Well, could you imagine their table talk? Could you imagine what's going to be going on? Well, let's table talk a little bit. And he sent out to it going, wherever he goes in, say to the master of the house, Now, first of all, let's back up table talk. You want me to go to town, and everybody's carrying pictures. And you want me to follow someone with a picture. Well, see, that's where you follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. And that's where the importance of what Christ did for us is so important. We are led daily. We are led moment moment by moment by moment by our precious Holy Spirit inside of us. And that's why it's so vitally important to build a relationship. Brad knows my voice. I can be in the other room, and I can say something, and he would know that's Pop. I get so tickled, if I talk to Drew on the phone, I have to momentarily wait, because I think it's Keith. They talk so identical on the phone. But yet, I know his voice, he knows my voice, we have to know his voice. And that's part of what we're remembering. We're remembering that he died for us on the cross. He died for everything. But yet, it's not a religion. I'm, I'm not a. I'm not a cultural Christian. I don't. I don't come to church once in a while and show up and then think I've paid my dues. You don't pay your dues. There's no dues to be paid. You, you desire to be here to learn something. You desire to be here to have fellowship. You desire to be here to tell somebody what you want. <laughs> On Thanksgiving, you desire, you desire to be around other people to draw from them. You don't come to gossip. You don't come to, to criticize. You don't come to see what people wear. You don't come to pay attention to any of that. You come to spend time with other Christians, and that's what this is all about. It says, Then he will show you a large upper room, furnished and prepared, There, make him ready. Now, the why I brought brought it up is because, literally, that's what's taking place here. We are coming together to have Passover, basically, and we're doing this to remember. That's what they did. They had it. Everything they ate, everything they did on that meal represented what took place to get them out of slavery. We have been delivered. Now, we live, most of us live like we're not delivered, but that's why we come to church and that's why we read the Word and that's why we follow what God's done and that's why the more we're around it and the more, we, we, the more we're going to understand this is not just going to church. When, when I went to church because mom and dad took me to church. There wasn't a question, are we going to church today? We went to church. It, I mean, it wasn't, a, are we going to go this morning? No, we're going to church. Now, did I like it all the time? No, I was a kid. I didn't know what I liked. And then after, after, after I got married, we went to church once in a while to keep mom and dad happy, not even thinking about God. But then something happened in my life where I got shook to the core and I recognized, what am I doing? When, when I was 12, now this is me thinking, when I was 12, I knew that I was called to be a pastor, and here I am at this age just doing nothing in my life. Going to work and coming home and only thinking about self. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. I was a cultural Christian. But then one day he shook me. Now, he didn't, he didn't, nothing drastic happened. I just basically heard him say, okay, it's time. And I started going to, a, it's known as fault. It is. Nona, no you I think we went with you, didn't we? Up to Grace Church World Outreach and awesome surface, awesome, awesome music. And at the end he said anybody that needs to needs to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I can remember looking at him like What's that? But once I understood it and got filled with the Holy Spirit, already recognized I had the Holy Spirit, my life totally changed and it started becoming a relationship. Now, was it accomplished overnight? No. No, because I have a responsibility to find out what's in here and spend time. And that's why this is so, we don't do it enough. But when we do it, it's, it's vital to me. We always have it available, every service over here, if you ever want to just do that. But he died for me. He took care of my... I will never, ever die. I am a spirit putting up with this body. And right now, I'm putting up with this body. Putting up with this body. But whenever I quit, when this thing quits up here, this brain, when I quit, I am not in limbo. I am instantly... There's a movie out... Donna, help me. What's the name of it? We just went and seen it. After Death. death, It's it's on the theaters. Uh, We were the only. There was there was four of us in there. You know, it was it it was not. It was twelve o'clock in the morning. That's morning to me. But they started showing. They had a real, a real kind of a sarcastic guy that said it's not real. But let's look at the facts. Let's look at the facts. Let's look at the facts. Everybody, thousands and thousands of people have come to them. And everybody had the same thing. That when you died, you come out of your body and you see what was going on. And with him, that was enough to prove that there is life after death. And folks, there is. And I am so thankful for what he's done for me. And knowing... Knowing that I'm a spirit, and knowing I have received Him as Lord and Savior, knowing this, I'm not going to hell. There was one person in the in the movie that was almost two hours long that went to hell first. I'm not. I'm, not, mm-mm. I'm so glad that I got born again at 12 years old, but I'm. I'm happier now that I'm having a relationship with him. And that's what that's what this is all about. We come to the place of recognizing he's done all. James 1:17 says every good and perfect gift comes from above. I'm thankful for that. Psalms 34:8 says, "Oh, taste and see the Lord is good." That's all he is. He, he he's only good. He doesn't get me. I I get me sometimes. I, I do things that cause me to reap what I sow. I walk through things that he allows, but he didn't cause them. But he always takes what he allows and makes it for good. I, I'm battling cancer right now. I don't want to do that. I, I, I don't like going down and getting radiation shot in my body every morning, and my intestines wondering what is going on. I don't like that. But I don't care. You say, what do you mean you don't care? I don't... I know where I'm going. If this works, cool. If this don't work, cool. I don't have any fear of death because I know that when I do quit, now I may suffer going into that party because most do. I don't care because this is so small to what's going on. And it's only because of what I'm remembering that he did for you and I. It doesn't stop. It's every day he's blessing me. Every day he's arranging for things to happen in my life to make better. Every day he's helping me to make the right decision and the right choices. Every day he's building my relationship. Every day I'm hearing his voice better and better and better and better. I wish I could hear it as plain as Brad can hear mine. Or I could hear my dad when he was here. Or my mother when he was here. I still hear them, but they're not here. But he's not with me except he's with me. He's right here. The Bible tells us that he give me the fullness of Christ. Yes. I have everything I'll ever need. That right there is enough to say thank you, thank you, thank you, because whatever I need is going to be supplied. Whatever's going on is going to be supplied. I, I want to read the book, in the book of Ephesians. Ephesians 1, 3, 3 through 7, it says... Blessed be the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Did you hear, he doesn't see my backstory. He doesn't see my mind when it's going places it shouldn't, he doesn't see any of that. He sees me in love like we're supposed to be seeing everybody else in love. It goes on and it says, Having, having predestined us to adoption as sons of by by Christ Jesus to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. I have been accepted in the beloved. I am okay. You know, it's an interesting thing. As we, as we get ready to take this after a while here, been misinterpreted so many times the Bible has in this, in this set of scriptures. In verse 27, in 1 Corinthians 11, it, in verse 27, it says, Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body of the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat the bread and the drink of the cup. I was always taught that before I could take communion, I had to have it together. I had to repent of everybody, that everybody I was mad at. I had to think about, all right, am I upset with anybody? Am I walking in unforgiveness? Am I, am I, am I, am That is not at all what this says, because that violates everything that Christ did for you. Our job is to take this with a heart of understanding and knowing what he did. Not do it, flip it with everybody else that's here, and you well, I've got to take it because they're taking it. You better know, because if you read on, it says many die and are sick because they don't realize what he's done. See, this is all faith. The Passover, the original Passover, let's table talk. The original Passover, they knew. They could hear. They could hear people screaming. They knew something severe was happening. They knew. They were told, put the blood over the doorpost. They sat and had a meal and was having a meal while the death angel come through and took everybody out that didn't believe. Now, I know there were probably many Jewish people that would not do the Passover meal because they didn't have the faith to believe it. This is what Christ is saying in this set of scriptures. Listen, know what I did for you when you take this, because otherwise you're not standing in faith. Listen, maybe you're here today and battling something like I'm battling. That represents what he did for us. And in faith, We don't have to be afraid. We can just receive this and thank Him, and we can be healed. We can be taken care of. I could be totally healed today, and I am, according to Christ, but by faith I could be totally healed today, and and my cancer that they detected could be totally gone, but my little bit of lack of faith is going to go ahead and finish my 16 more treatments because I'm a person like you. But we need to be at the place where we can totally trust. Now, there's no condemnation in that because we're all people. Thank God he's given us the things that keep us going. Are you following me? But see, it's so vital to not play a game with this church. That's like, I'm going to be very bold because I'm getting old in this and I'm going to be quitting one of these days. If you're not tithing, you're silly. That was quiet. And if you want to really be bold, step out to 20 or 30%. Because you cannot outgive God. But that first 10%, according to the Word in the Old Testament and the New, is not yours. It's to run the church. It's to turn on a life. And if you're not, let me get bold and you can kick me out. I don't care. You're stealing from this church if you're sitting here and not tithing. You're coming in and you're enjoying the lights and the air conditioning and the chili dinner. Birthday chili, too. It's even better this year. You say, well, Pastor, I don't have it. No, 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 no. no. I didn't say to pay your bills and see what you got. It doesn't say that in a word. It says, give me the first fruits. And trust me, table talk, just like those at the first Passover meal, probably in their heart terrified what they were hearing. But yet they were quoting scripture and quoting scripture and standing on the word and quoting the word. And this means, this means, and we're okay. We're going to be okay. And then when everything got quiet, their firstborn was still there. First fruits was still there. See, God takes, you say, well, pastor, I didn't know he's going to talk on tithing. I didn't either. You take If you don't give your first fruits, he's going to get it. Mm -hmm. It's going somewhere. It's going somewhere. He's the one one that tells us. For why? He says, He tells us, so I can finish the work that I started. Well, yeah, we went out last night and ate. I paid first, second, third, fourth fruit just to eat something that's going to go into my crazy intestines and decide when it wants to come out not going to do me a little good but not what his good open up the windows of heaven and pour out my blessings upon you well okay duh ronnie okay first fruits you're getting more than first fruits we we've got to understand that this is the place see see he he paid the price he lived in us he will never leave me he will never forsake me He's given me the fullness of Christ. He he never, the word says, if you're born again and you said yes to Jesus, he died on the cross for you and rose again. He said, there's nothing on this entire face of the earth that can separate me and you. You will always be with me. And whenever your body quits, you are with me for an eternity. And I'm not going to be going around playing a harp. Why would he use somebody that can't play a harp? (laughs) He'd have me doing something else. But I'm going to be... I'm good now, but I'm going to be gooder. You say, well, where did you get that? I don't know. But but that's the way it's going to be. And you say, well, Pastor, why are you going over this so much? Because when you take this, by faith, take everything he's done for you. This is not Church. This is a relationship. This, this is knowing every moment of your life, he's right there. Every tragedy that goes on, he's right there. My sister Dawn just lost her husband a week ago now. And he, he gave his, he, he had leukemia. He gave his entire body to science, so we had no, no service, no anything. But that's what he chose because he knew, he knew that was going to help somebody else in this life to come. See, we're here to serve. We're not here to take. And if you're a taker, then you're probably not a tither. You say, well, boy, you swung that around. No, I'm just, I'm just being real with this because I don't care. If you don't like me, I don't care. I'm just, I'm just trying to help you get, take advantage of what God's got for us in this walk I don't care if you wear a tie like I got on today. I don't care if you wear a sweatshirt today. I don't care if your hair's pink and blue and green. If you love Jesus, you're on the same boat with I am. We're going out with the first load. And it's happening. But our place is when we receive this this morning, to take it in joy. Take it serious, but take it in joy knowing, Lord, thank you for what you've done. Let's do that. Uh, Dale, you've got it organized. Where are you hiding, Dale? Bring up the people that are coming up to help today. You know, we want to, while they're coming up, we, we want to be at that place of really, can I just say it this way, of anticipation of what he's done and going to do in our lives. Guys, let's go, ahead, let's go ahead and pass this out. Dale, you got it organized? If it's a little chaotic, Dale says, it's not my fault, I told him. All good. Do we have to be worthy to, go ahead and pass it out, guys. Do we have to be worthy to do it? We're going, we're going, good, good. Do we have to be worthy to take this? (laughs) You are, by what he did. Do we want to do this in anticipation? Absolutely. I want to, I, 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 I got, I got more things in my body that needs fixed than just what I'm dealing with right now. Why not, why not fix my foot? Why not fix my knees? Why not fix my back? Why not fix my this, this goes on? I, I could write a book on all that stuff. But he can do it for us. So let's be at a place as we're, as we're preparing, let's, 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 let's get our faith up. Let's come to that place of recognizing that he's done it already. He, he, he doesn't have to do it again. Can I say it that way? I'll never forget my early, my early learning days, and studying days. And I had a man come to me and said, good friend, Larry Garland was his name, worked with him. He ran with Kenneth Copeland all the time. That's where his, his teaching was at. He'd come in one day at work and he said, he's done it all. Well, I was a man of works. What do you mean he's done it all? I got stuff I gotta do. Nope, nope, he's done it all. We had words back and forth, he done it all, he done it all. Well, guess what that made me do? Look at the Bible and find out he did do it all. I don't have to do anything but believe. And that's just believing. He's done it all. And our place is just to accept what he's done and receive it, and receive it, and receive it. I'm gonna need uh, one myself. Bring one up here. I forgot to get one. I'm gonna get this done so I can get some chili. Somebody tell me which is the best. Because I only want to taste one. My, did you hear that? <laughs> Mine. I want, I want to step down here. Pile them any way you want. Everybody got, did you, anybody get the crew in the room? Okay, thank you. Work out. <laughs> that is just a terrible piece of bread. I wonder if it's even bread, but it's not this, it's what it represents. Do this in remembrance of me. Well, what do you do? Well, if you study it. He did everything, but if you study the Bible, man, did he go through it. I mean, got whipped, beat, chunks of his skin ripped out. The Bible says he carried every disease ever known to man. He carried COVID that we made, but he already knew that. He knew who was going to die from it. He knew who was going to live from it. He, He knows all that, but he did it. I'm battling different things. You're battling different things. But that little representation in faith, like they did in the Passover, saved them from the death angel. Let's take this. Father, we thank you. We thank you. Your word says to do this in remembrance of you. Well, we thank you that you died on the cross for us. You took you took. Severe beatings, you took punishment, you, you was humiliated, you never spoke back. You just took it because you knew as far as and what we walk through every day of our life. And we thank you, Father, because of you, we can forgive. And because of you, we can stand strong. And because of you, we can walk through anything that this earth can throw us because we know we're going to win. And we thank you for that now as we take together. In Jesus' name, amen. Boy. We could come up with something that better, tasting better than now. But it's okay. Now, this is not, this does not turn into blood. This just represents the blood of Christ. And without this, none of this, this is, this is futile. The blood took care of our sin. Not the ones I did yesterday. Or that man. Today, you say, well, Pastor, you're going to mess up today? Probably. Probably tomorrow, too. I don't purpose to, but I do. Because I'm a human being. But God looks down like... <laughs> Tony used to stand on the corner when he was a little bitty. I'd ride by on a bike and he'd say, Wani Coleman! <laughs> That's what Tony used to say, he said, hey, well, God looked at me as, Wanny Coleman, everything's okay. The things I do, folks, I don't mean to do sometimes. The hurts that I cause people, I don't mean to do that. And if you were meaning to hurt somebody, would you get saved? But he covered all of that by this. So, Father, we thank you. Thank you for the blood. We thank you as we take this Anything that's going on in our bodies that's not working properly, thank you, Lord. You're going to touch us. You're going to heal us. You're going to take care of us. And we trust in that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise and worship team, would you guys come on up? Listen, folks. I'm in a serious mode right now. This walk with Him is so important. Don't be playing church. You say, well, I I can't seem to get motivated. Then ask him to motivate you. Because I don't care what we do every day. I'm driving to Cape every day to get these treatments. I'm I'm too honest sometimes. Listen, they're telling me, I've done it 27 times. You have to empty your intestines but we want your bladder totally full. You figure that one out. I have to say every morning, protect me driving down, take care of me getting there, get me there on time, and help me empty this and fill this. And a few times it was a little difficult. A few times I didn't make it, just to be honest with you. But God uses everything that's going on. It doesn't matter. The two nurses that work with me, huh. every day they have to ask me my birthday. A matter of fact, on the check and the tithe today, I first wrote 11, 12, 50. No, today's 11, 12, 23. So every day I say 11, 12, 50, and four or five times I said I'm just an old fossil. Just cutting up with him. Friday, they give you a birthday card. The old fossil. That meant more to me than. But it's all walking with Christ, folks. You hear me? And if you just play in church, come on. There's so much more blessings in life if you just walk with him. Am I perfect? Oh my gosh. Heavens, no. But there is perfect coming out each day better and better. Will I be perfect? No, I'm perfect in God's eyes. But I'll never be perfect. I'll never be perfect. Neither will you. Don't think you are either. But God's got it. But we've got to let God have it. Let's be thankful for what he's got. Let's stand up. that you've got everything that's going on. You're going to take care of it. We just have to be at that place of knowing that you have that, Father. We thank you that you did it already. We trust you, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Call you blessed. Jenny, any instructions? Jenny's in the back probably. I think we just go back and start tasting and put 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 your vote on a piece of paper. Call you blessed. You're dismissed.